Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the kickoff brought to you by TickPick. I'm your host, Dan Harris. With me is my producer and snake milker, Brendan Tuma. Thursday morning edition of the kickoff, guys, which means it is time to talk about my top five thoughts for tonight's Thursday night football game between the Bengals and the Jaguars. But before we get into it, let's talk about the Stefan Diggs signed helmet giveaway that we are doing and how that could be yours. All you got to do is leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or CastBox and then go to fantasypros.com slash kickoff to be entered. A subscription to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fantasypros gets you three times the entries. It also gets you a boatload of awesome content. So make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Let's also talk about TickPick and going to football games and saving all our money because at TickPick, you don't have service fees that are charged, right? You just have guaranteed best prices, 110% of the total purchase price of your tickets if you find it somewhere else other than TickPick. And no service fees means they have saved you $55 million. $55 million, okay? That's how much users can rack up in service fees when they buy these tickets. Now they've also teamed up with Zip. That allows you to buy now, but pay later for all your tickets. Choose Zip at checkout. Split your ticket purchase into four installments. Just download the TickPick app. Use the code PROS for $10 off your first order when you select Zip at checkout. Again, that's code PROS, $10 off your first order when you download the TickPick app and select Zip at checkout. All right, before we talk some Thursday night football, let's run through the big news items from yesterday. T. Higgins has been ruled out for tonight's game against the Jaguars with his shoulder injury. This isn't a huge surprise coming off a short week where he wasn't practicing. You're going to want to start both Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase, the latter of whom we will talk about in a little bit. Dalvin Cook returned to practice with his ankle injury, and he was limited, so it looks like he's trending in the right direction to play this weekend, but obviously continue to monitor the practice reports. Both A.J. Brown and Julio Jones did not practice yesterday, and both remain questionable or more like doubtful for this weekend. We know Brown is already week to week with his hamstring strain, so he's probably not going to practice anymore this week, and he's probably not going to play this weekend. Julio Jones also dealing with a hamstring injury of his own. It's very, very up in the air, his status for this weekend, so monitor that. Daryl Henderson returned to practice, and Coach Sean McVay said that the expectation is he is going to play this weekend against the Cardinals, but he isn't 100% sure. Again, not much you could do right now. I'm sure Sonny Michelle is already rostered, but things are trending in the right direction, at least for Henderson for this weekend. Juju Smith-Schuster did not practice with his rib injury, but Deontay Johnson returned and was limited. Again, not much to do here. Really unclear whether either one is going to play this weekend. Just monitor their reports. Elijah Mitchell returned to a limited practice, and he is on track to play in week four against the Seahawks with a shoulder injury. Of course, it's the 49ers. No idea this is going to work out, assuming that Mitchell does return. But Mitchell will be my highest-ranked San Francisco running back if he does indeed play. Probably make a very, very low-end RB2, more like a high-end flex. Andy Dalton returned to a limited practice, and Coach Matt Nagy once again referred to him as the starter while healthy. This would be surprising if he is able to make it back, but it was a one- to three-week timetable, so it's not out of the realm of possibility Personally, I'd like to see Justin Fields in a much softer matchup against the Lions. Jets rookie wideout Elijah Moore remained sidelined on Wednesday due to his concussion. While Jamison Crowder returned and was limited, Crowder could make his season debut in Week 4 against the Titans. His name is Corey Davis, and he is the only Jets player you should be considering starting this weekend. Giants wideout Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton were both sidelined with hamstring injuries. I do not expect them to play this weekend. Bucks coach Bruce Arians said that wide receiver Antonio Brown 
will be activated from the reserve COVID-19 list on Thursday, so expect him to be able to play this weekend. Giovanni Bernard is a little less certain with his knee injury. He did not practice, nor did Rob Gronkowski, but we already knew his x-rays came back negative, so it wouldn't be surprising if he returned to practice either today or later this week, and certainly he's going to play against New England. Will Fuller didn't practice due to chest and elbow injuries, just something to monitor, of course. The Seahawks placed Gerald Everett on the reserve COVID-19 list. Chiefs coach Andy Reid said it's probably not going to be this week when he was asked whether Josh Gordon would play this week. Not a huge surprise. It would have been extremely surprising to me if Gordon was able to suit up. Again, people love to roster Josh Gordon. That's fine. He hasn't been fantasy relevant in several years at this point. So I personally am not wasting my time. A couple of guys returning from IR here, Rashad Bateman, Curtis Samuel, John Ross, and Nikhil Harry were all designated to return from IR. Again, that doesn't mean that they're going to play this weekend, and they probably won't. That just means that it begins their practice window 21 days for them to return. All right, let's talk about top five things I'm looking out for during Thursday night football. Another less than exciting game here on Thursday night football, which basically means it's more exciting than pretty much anything else. So what are the five things that I'm looking out for? Number one, can Jamar Chase continue to succeed on few targets? Chase is the fifth ranked wide receiver in fantasy and half PPR leagues. That's a far cry from the player who fantasy managers were fading hard after what I will generously call an inconsistent preseason. But it's been largely on the back of his four touchdowns here, which I mean, that's what things are going to look like early in the season, right? That's how you become a top wide receiver in the beginning of the year. And there's no T Higgins in this game. As we said, but last week with no Higgins, just five targets. The week before with Higgins out for some of it, just four targets. This is not going to work if Chase is going to cement himself as a strong wide receiver too. The Jaguars are a great matchup for opposing wide receivers, and they just traded C.J. Henderson away. So this should be a monstrous game for Chase. I have him ranked as a top 10 wide receiver, but we need to see him start getting the targets so that his targets fall in line with his production for us to really buy into this long term. Second thing I'm looking out for, what is James Robinson's usage going to look like? Robinson's been all over the map so far this season. He's been barely involved. He's been a lot involved. He's been totally involved. Looks like Urban Meyer is slowly figuring out what fantasy managers have known for years that Carlos Hyde probably shouldn't be a lead back for a team. But what are we going to see here and going forward? Remember, Robinson saw eight, then 14, and now 21 touches. What he averaged last year? 21 touches per game. So if we do get that volume going forward, I mean, Robinson is going to be a locked and loaded RB2. Now, the Bengals are favored by seven and a half points over here at bettingpros.com. So if Robinson can continue to maintain a big role in a game that the Jaguars are projected to lose by a significant margin, it's going to speak volumes about his long-term viability. Number three, are the Bengals going to turn Joe Burrow loose? Burrow averaged more than 40 pass attempts per game last year. This year, he's averaging 25. He averaged over 26 completions per game last year. This year, it's fewer than 18. He averaged 268 yards passing last year. This year, it's 213. Now, it's three games. Let's not draw any firm conclusions, but it sure feels like the Bengals are playing it conservatively with Burrow this season. They could just be easing him in after the injury. They could be just more content to rely on their better-than-expected defense. They could want to lean into Joe Mixon a little more, but this is a prime spot to unleash Burrow. The Jaguars' pass defense is entirely exploitable. Even without T. Higgins, Burrow should be able to have a field day. If he doesn't, the chances of him becoming a viable quarterback in single quarterback leagues is going to be pretty low. 
Number four, is Marvin Jones really the receiver to roster on the Jaguars? Jones right now leads the team with 28 targets, 17 catches, 194 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. That final number being tied with DJ Chark. In the preseason, we saw the connection with Jones and Trevor Lawrence, right? It was built largely, though, on the back of Chark's injury, and it has only, though, continued in the season. But Chark was obviously the one that fantasy managers wanted to draft. LaVisca Chenault was a huge breakout candidate, particularly after Travis Etienne's injury. So we've got three games here. We're not quite ready to draw a firm conclusion, but we know Marvin Jones is going to find the end zone, right? I mean, he's got nine touchdowns in each of his last three healthy seasons. One of those healthy seasons, by the way, just 13 games. So if we have this again, where Jones is clearly the focal point and Chark and Chenault are more afterthoughts in the offense, then it's just time to completely buy this. Last thing I'm looking at for, can Joe Mixon finally gain managers' trust and respect? Fantasy managers are just never going to love Mixon. I mean, after this last game against the Steelers, I got so many, can I just trade Mixon for X player questions? Why? Because he gained 94 yards on 19 touches? I mean, Mixon has 73 touches and 315 yards through three games. Are we mad because he has just the one touchdown? I guess, but... I think truthfully, the issue is that Mixon just doesn't win you your week. I mean, he produces steadily and consistently, but he doesn't win a matchup for you. And he kind of has to here, right? I mean, if the guy puts up a 20 carry, 90 yard line, fantasy managers are going to go nuts. Now, to put it in perspective, he should have a huge game here. The Jaguars have allowed four touchdowns already to running back so far. The fifth most fantasy points against them. Mixon is my fourth-ranked running back this week. I am expecting him to come through. If he does not, fantasy managers are going to want to jump ship, and I actually think that Mixon's trade value is going to present a buying opportunity for you. But still, it's your time, Joe Mixon. It's your time down here. And that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks again to TickPick. Remember, download the app, use the code PROS, get $10 off your first order when you select Zip at checkout. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you again tomorrow morning.